This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Rise above and be in control with today's business headlines, driven by Volvo Cars. It's coming up to 7.49 a.m. on this Thursday, November 1st. Han and Joyce here in the studios with you. Thank you so much for tuning in to The Morning Run here on BFM 89.9. Folks, heads up, you do not want to miss, well, you don't want to miss any Breakfast Grill, first and foremost. But especially today, you do not want to miss it because we have live in the studio Javier Justo, the 1MDB whistleblower. Now, we thank you for all the comments and questions that have come in via Twitter and WhatsApp. You still got about 10 minutes or so to get those questions in. Our WhatsApp number is 018-789-8899 or you can tweet us at BFM Radio. Speaking about Twitter, just want to address at Carl Chin here asking if we paid for uh, Javier Justo for the breakfast grill. The answer is a big, fat no. All right? We did not pay. Just like the Edge, no, they didn't pay Justo. And I'm sure that will crop up during the chat there later with Ku Su Chuang. So again, that's going to happen after the 8 a.m. news bulletin. Okay, time now to look at the top business stories of the day. We got to talk about that Bernegara deal here mm-hmm. because uh, the land deal. So Bernegara announced yesterday that uh, they had initiated a review of the acquisition of the land uh, tract 41 for 2 billion ringgit. Recall, we had spoken about this when uh, news broke, I think, uh, uh, towards the early part of this year. And then so yesterday, it was announced that uh, four staff members had been uh, go- ha- had gone on leave. Yeah, so according to Bank Negara, the review started in August for this land deal and is being conducted by an independent party. It did not reveal details of the independent party, however, but in a brief statement, Bank Negara stated that to facilitate the review, relevant officers had opted to take leave. And uh, they were responding to previous reports that said that the officers had been suspended. Yeah, you know, so recall, just to give you some context here, this uh, land purchase here cost 2 billion ringgit. So that came, uh, and it's a yeah, 2.4 million square uh, feet there. So it comes up to about 800 plus, 823 ringgit per square foot there. So questions were being raised, right? Why did Bank Negara have to pay market price for government land? Uh, because their intentions, Bank Negara has said, was uh, to turn that land, that tract 41 land, into an educational financial hub. So there are plenty of rumours around how that sale, or, or that, that land purchase rather, would then go towards uh, settling some of 1MDB's liabilities. Yeah, remember Han, I think two weeks before former Bank Negara Governor Tan Sri Muhammad Ibrahim's June resignation, the Ministry of Finance announced that the former government had bailed out 1MDB through funds raised from Bank Negara's purchase of a piece of land for 2 billion ringgit, as well as a 3 billion ringgit preference shares issued by Kazana National, who released a statement after the announcement saying that they had no control of how the shares were used once redeemed by the MOF. Right. So that was a narrative, right, that we heard from Kazana and also Benegara because once they paid uh, out to the government, it was beyond their control about how the MOF then would then use the funds. But then now with this uh, ongoing review at Benegara, right, could we learn more to this? Is there more to this story? I think that's the question right yeah, here. Yeah. Also, former governor came out and he told employees 
voice in an internal circular following his resignation that it was totally untrue in air quotes that the acquisition was made to uh, intentionally aid the misappropriation of public funds pertaining to the 1MDB scandal. Mm. So remember, he came out with that that letter to say that. And if you um, yesterday, I think we had headlines coming out from the Prime Minister making comments saying that, you know, I only know that the land was sold to Bank Negara. What happens after that? I don't know. Where the money goes? I don't know. But then he also went on to say, I think someone in Bank Negara yeah. has to know, yes. right? Someone out there knows. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's what that review is for. So yeah, th- that's the development on that front there. But then uh, the some reporters went to the former Benegara governor, Tan Sri Dr. Zetiata Aziz, asking her if she knew about this deal. And she just flat out said that she also doesn't know uh, anything about this So who deal. knows? The question is here. Also, an interesting fact, uh, Han, is that uh, the government then used a Hartana Mampan as a special vehicle, special purpose vehicle for the sale of that land. And uh, that company has four directors, one of whom is widely reported to have been former Treasury Secretary General Tan Sri Irwan Suriga. Yeah, so who knows? Somebody knows, so says the Prime Minister. All right, uh, well, speaking about the former Benegara, well, Actually, former former now. It's yeah, uh, two former former, former, yeah, right. former former Bank Nagara governor, Nancy Dr. Zetiata Aziz. She also made some uh, comments about house prices. Now, recall that there has been plenty of conversation about house prices leading up to uh, the unveiling of budget 2019 tomorrow. Um, you know, so you had the Minister of Finance, uh, Saudara YB Lim Gwan Eng, saying that house prices could go down by up to 10% with those SST exemptions. And now Tansi Zeti has also weighed in on the matter. Yeah, she said that property prices have to adjust, but just how much of an adjustment will happen and will depend on property types. She was appointed Sam Dabi Property Berhad Chairman three months ago. And um, I guess at the end of the day is whether or not the developers will pass on that savings mm-hmm. to the consumers, right, Han? Right, yeah. So you compare the statement from Tan Sri Dr. Zetiata Aziz, right, saying that, well, okay, fine, there has to be some adjustment to those house prices. You compare that with comments that were reported in today's uh, Edge Financial Daily out of IOI. Uh, so they are saying prices of their new projects will rise. It won't fall. Yeah, see? So yeah. it depends on so, whether the developer will pass that, that savings on. Yeah, you know, so, you know, uh, the, the IUI Group CEO, Lee Yao Singh, saying the group's projects are likely to trend higher. Uh, he says that it's healthier for their new launches. I mean, they have to say that, right? Because they got to still watch their bottom line. He but, added that, you know, because earlier buyers would be upset. Yeah. If, you know, new buyers get a, 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 a better price. Right. Mm. Because you know, then what happens to the um, you know, people who bought, yeah, who already the bought right. property earlier? Exactly. Right. Mm. And could that actually be downward pressure on just uh, property prices or overall, right? Uh, in the secondary market as well. I think that's the intention there. You know, I, I get it. The MOF has plenty of stakeholders to take into account, but I guess ultimately who wins will uh, find out. Uh, so going back to IOI Properties Group, you know, uh, keep in mind they've got some 3 billion ringgit worth of launches uh, slated for next year or at least their 2019 financial year. Um, you know, of course, uh, they want to watch their bottom line. So mm-hmm. they've got a projected 20% target for sales of next year. But interestingly, according to that CEO of IOI Properties, they expect the demand to come from overseas, uh, you know, because there's a lot of demand for their projects in China and Singapore. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see this budget, you know, when it comes to the property industry, yeah. what we're going to get from that and also whether or not foreigners, whether there'll be some uh, when it comes to buying uh, yeah. property from foreigners, whether or not they'll get some 
they're able to invest into the property market yeah. here. The government, uh, there's also newsful saying that the government will look into the proposal for resale of affordable houses exclusively to first-time buyers. Mm. And because we have seen the intent from the government, right, via the 11th or the midterm review of the 11th Malaysia plan, saying one of their key pillars is to address the inequalities mm-hmm. uh, evident in Malaysia right now. And you see that inequality, obviously, in terms of the imbalance uh, in the property market, right? So there's a higher concentration of wealth among the haves or who have multiple properties and those struggling first-time home buyers who want that first home just can't, just plain can't afford it. Yeah, you know, coming back to this resale of affordable houses to first-time buyers, Deputy Housing and Local Government Minister Datu Raja Kamaru Barin Shah, Raja Ahmad Shah said that, you know, they want to ensure that those who yet own a house, uh, they'll be given priority because he says that he cannot understand how some people have managed to secure multiple units mm. of affordable and low-cost homes. Right, so they have to tweak that. But again, yeah. this is just one of you know, a, a multifaceted problem that they had to tackle, right? So again, the idea of just giving those exemptions, those SST exemptions, is enough to drive prices lower. Uh, I think there are some question marks around that as well because developers are saying, well, there are other major components to how that final unit is priced. Mm -hmm. For example, land costs. So we understand that the government is going about trying to get the various state governments right to drop a list of suitable land for the government to then build affordable housing. But whether those plots of land are in suitable location, uh, locations that people actually want to live in, you know, we'll have to wait and see what that list actually yields. And whether or not they'll get the land. Because I think mm. at that time, only three states had given the list of uh, land available for affordable homes. All right. So we're coming up to the 8 a.m. News Bulletin. And we've got Sabrina Magdalene standing close to the mic, I think. And then after that, don't forget, we've got the eight, uh, we've got the breakfast grill with Javier Justo. So stay tuned right here to BFM 89. Keeping you on track for peak business performance with the new Volvo XC40, the expression of innovation. Volvo, made by Sweden. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, the business station.